Welcome into another Sports Tonight. Bailey Burmaster, Lee Smith, a Friday edition of Sports Tonight. We finally made it to through the week. It's been a long, it's been a <laughs> long, long, long week. week. <laughs> We've had some uh, mountains to climb this week, but it is Friday. We made it, and it's it's. It is exciting because we are getting back into some football. The Falcons hosting their first home game of the preseason, game two against the Bengals. Uh, what are you looking for in this one? Well, I'm looking for a, hopefully a lot of offense from these starters. Um, we'll see if uh, Kyle Pitts is going to be able to go. I don't know if he's uh, going to play tonight or not coming off that injury. Um, but other than that, uh, Bijan getting some touches, uh, Drake London getting some balls, Johnny Smith, all the new acquisitions uh, from the offseason and just trying to see if this offense has been upgraded. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be, I mean, obviously, I think 36 players did not start in that Miami Dolphins game. Will not be the case this time. You will see Desmond 36. Ritter, you will see Bijan. How much of the offense you really see, it's probably going to be very vanilla, but it will be nice to see those guys get touches. Uh, Calais Campbell talked this week. I mean, he's a 16-year vet, and someone asked him, <laughs> what do you still get out of this at this point? And he said, you know, it is nice to get out there and knock the rust off and um, just get back in some NFL live action. Uh, it was funny because Bijan said he was ready to get into some NFL tackling and just get out there and see what it's like. And then yep. you had Desmond Ritter saying he just kind of wanted to get hit so he could feel what it was like again as he gears up for the season, which, I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Calais Campbell, talking about a dude, big dude. So... Good luck mm -hmm. knocking the rust off of that guy. Right. I mean, Goodness. he's massive. I also, I, I really enjoy him as like media talking. Yeah. To him. He's yeah. very insightful and tries to give you real honest answers. So, uh, I mean, I would hope after 16 years. Right. I mean, but that's really be, refreshing. Some people well, yeah. aren't. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Aaron Rodgers it's hard has to been be, in the league for a it's while. It's hard to be a curmudgeon for 16 years. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> That's going to wear that on you. Word. I love that word. Uh, so we will see what happens for the Bengals. We're not going to see Joe Burrow, no. obviously. Um, I'll be eager to see how many of their starters start, whether that's Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase. I don't know if we'll see them. Um, I do want to see if Jamar Chase can do anything against the defense. Right? They made a ton Give of acquisitions. A the, the secondary is essentially totally re revamped minus – uh, let's see, AJ Terrell and uh, Richie Grant. So, yeah. I would. I'm excited to see Jesse Bates in action. Yeah, uh, yep. you know, he's been talked about a lot. I think they're going to lean on him a lot and see if he kind of rises to the occasion. Especially, I mean, he did when he, with his time with Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, so going against his former team. Yeah. Uh, I'm also eager to see how Trey <laughs> Flowers fills in because he's a guy they're probably going to lean on with some of the injuries, especially with Jeff Akuda. Yep. So, um. It'll be interesting to see if the defense is able to be able to have a big game like they did against the Dolphins. I mean, it is preseason, but still, they they were making some strides. And another small note: I want to see who the punt returner is going to be getting some snaps back there because um, they that hadn't seemed to really find anybody yet. Mm -hmm. So, um, and but D. Alford had a punt return in the last game. So, was it a punt return or kickoff? Uh, I can't remember. He, he he had a return for a touchdown. I'm not sure. I if can't it was. remember. Yeah, but. Um, just seeing who gets some snaps back there and uh, can't forget about special teams. Uh, some more football. It is Friday Night Lights, the first Friday of the high school football season. Uh, Corky Kell continues on. We saw North Atlanta Parkview win, and then last night you saw Archer and West Forsyth win. West Forsyth dominating fashion oh, yeah? um, and there's a plentiful of games already again today for Corky Kell I believe we have three so Friday night lights for high school 
is officially back. Yep, Creekside, uh, Kennesaw Mountain, and then Cass versus Rome at eight thirty for the nightcap. Um, and those Saturday games are no joke either. No, uh, the Saturday game Marietta Norcross should be good. Should be good. I think Brookwood's in there. Brookwood, McEachern, North Gwinnett, Mill Creek at four. Walton and Grayson's the nightcap at seven o'clock, that which Mill will Creek not will really happen at seven. It's going to happen at least at eight. Those right? games are never on time. They're going so, but long. they are so entertaining. Especially that uh, Walton and Grayson matchup, That's that could be a really good one. There's some big games on Saturday, so it will be fun to see how all of that pans out at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams I have a feeling we're going to be talking about this upcoming season that are just have a lot of hype around them. I mean, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about Buford a oh, yeah. ton because of Dylan Riola uh, at quarterback and just what that team brings. Um, I think Mill Creek will also be a really good team. Um I mean, I'm eager to get three or four weeks into this and just see what games have unfolded at that point. I'll tell you what, that Parkview team, too, they you might look out for got them. Got some they got athletes. A, yeah, they got four or five D1 players already, so at least commits. So, um, But, yeah, that Buford team, they could be something special. Uh, K.J. Bolden and Dylan Rayola, um, God, I, I couldn't imagine like that actually being my high school team. You, do, you just have to feel dominant over everyone. I mean. And you also feel like if you're not making a run to state, you just fell flat. Oh, for if sure. Not winning oh, state. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I feel like it's kind of state or, 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 bust. Know, or bust. I mean. <laughs> At the high school level, state. Yeah, I know, right? Um, we talked yesterday about the NBA schedule being released and some of the big games for the Hawks, but there's been an ongoing storyline this entire offseason, and it all revolves around James Harden. Uh, and man, you know, the okay. world revolves around James Harden it really in James does. Harden's head. And it makes me sad that he's just kind of always become now the villain of every team or the problem on every team he's been a part of. I was a big fan of him when he was in Oklahoma City with Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, Sergi Baca. When it all started. Yeah. yeah Kendrick yeah. Perkins. And then yeah. the band broke up. He went to Houston, was in Houston a bit, but then wanted out, <laughs> got out. Just has been hopping teams since seventy sixers. Honestly, now. like who who else has he been on? Houston seventy sixers. He's been on somebody else. I thought was it it was it, or did he was, go back to? No, it was before the seventy sixers. Um, was it the Nets? Yeah. Oh, yes. Was that I who think it was? It was. Hold on. I think it was. I, I don't know why I'm blanking on this, and it's bothering me. Well, I know so Kyrie now. and Kevin Durant were there because I think James Harden was there too, but he got hurt. Let's see. Hold well, on. Four, okay, four or five teams. So, but but everywhere he's been, it's always been the same. It kind of feels the like the Nets. Yeah, he was yeah, the Nets for the yeah. year. Wanted a requested a trade. Yeah. Went to the 76ers, and now he wants. So a he's trade requested again. a trade at every stop. And I and know there's like if if he gets hurt at all, like at a couple of times he's put on a, some pounds and then mm-hmm. just decided to basically throw it in. I mean, the, the the dude's extremely talented on offense. Like, there's no question, but. Well, Good lord! It just means like it, it seems like he's a cancer everywhere he goes. Well, and there this whole off season, it was clear. Someone said, um, you know, he was looking. He wanted to get back to Houston. And Houston's a really young team. They don't really have yeah. any superstars, so they could use James Harden. But also, I think there's some things with his mother being there and him wanting to be there. Um, but to go on, what? Why we're talking about this is because he spoke with a local TV station in Houston and basically told uh, the man who was interviewing him. Yeah, my the relationship with the 76ers is beyond repair. So things are souring, souring and not going oh, very man. well. Um, 
And now what? I mean, Houston would probably take them, but at the end of the day, are you going to sit here and go through this again in probably two, three years? Yeah, I don't know if it's two or three. When's the last time he's played two years at the same team? That's true, Houston. He's going to make it one year. He's going to want out, and he's going to be pissed, and then the owners are going to be like, oh, well, I guess we got to trade him, so goodbye. This I is... can promise you that's how it's going to go. It's I, I hate using the word diva because I do think these athletes are trying to work in their best interests. For sure. But when you keep doing it, team after team after team as an organization you have to ask yourself is this worth the headache right is the talent even worth what we're going to put up with and what could be turmoil for everyone else in the organization and i think that's a hard question to answer a lot of the time i mean no matter who you're thinking of in that standpoint i mean there's putting yourself first in your own interest but there's also like screwing over an entire organization three separate times mm-hmm. i mean come on mm-hmm. <laughs> when's enough enough Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Um, there was some big news out of MLS yesterday. Um, you know, Messi has totally taken this league by storm after joining Inter Miami. Um, he's scoring goals left and right. Yep. He's really enjoying his time in this league. He's talked about this league really progressing and becoming a powerhouse in soccer, which totally wasn't the case 10, 15 years ago even. So you can tell that Soccer in the States is taking off. Messi's helping put it in, put it on the map because he is a global superstar when it comes to soccer. But more importantly, when he said he was coming over to play for Inter-Miami, he said he would not play on artificial turf. And so a lot of stadiums were put in this corner of, do we get fake grass or do we not? And Mercedes-Benz said they would not change their turf to accommodate Messi and Rightfully so, because there's so many events going on. They have to turn things around, whether it's Falcons games, Corky Kell, concerts, you name it. But Messi said in his press conference on Thursday, that will no longer be an issue. And he's played on artificial turf as a kid. And growing up, the only reason he was hesitant was because he hasn't played on it in a while. But I think the reality is he's he's having so much fun playing right now that he's, he's going, why not? Well, and it's also, it's like, I know you're the biggest star pretty much in the world right now, but at the same time, you're asking somebody, you're asking a stadium to literally cater specifically to you, no one else, Mm -hmm. and only do it for one match. Mm -hmm. So, like, do you really think that's going to happen? I'll say this, though. What's crazy, and you cannot say this about every athlete, okay? You cannot, but it's... The revenue he will bring in by just simply coming to play here, he'll sell it out. He'll sell sure. the game out. So it's like I get why he might feel some type of way about, hey, well, if I'm bringing in all this revenue for not only your city and for your team, maybe you should consider it. Make me happy. I wouldn't do it, but just to play devil's advocate. I mean, how many people have to get involved for that, you know? Well, and how much money that would be. And I, I think the biggest issue is with Mercedes-Benz just being such a huge stadium that, yeah. that holds so many events, not just football. Well, um, and also at the end of the day, like, you have, like, you're you're basically impacting at least a 100 people, I guess. I don't know how long or how much it would take, how much manpower it would take for that to be done. Um, but still, for that, for one night, you set a precedence, and now... 
you could pay the road possibly for other athletes to come in and say the exact same thing. And then what, they got to do it for everybody else too. I think the only other player who could have that type of clout to initiate that though, especially within soccer is like Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. No one else like could come and like, even if you were Clint Dempsey in his prime, like no one's doing it for Clint. Maybe if you get like a Ronaldo Messi match somehow, Mercedes Benz, maybe if they both say it. Yeah. Okay. Because then you might be getting international travelers just to get here. Maybe, but even then it's still like for one game, come on. All right, so we're going to wrap up this short edition of Sports Tonight. We got to go out to this preseason Falcons game. We got live hits. Uh, but before we go, what is on your mind, Lee? Falcons. It's all fa- it's a Falcons Friday tonight. Um, just a whole lot of uh, excitement for this uh, training camp so far. Arthur Smith's happy. Arthur Blank's happy. Um, the team just looks like they're a completely different team. I get well, because they pretty much are. Um, but there's no more moping around, and it, everybody's positive. So let's go see if they can get a dub and see how they look, see how it's all going so far. For me, it is Falcons-related, but I'm curious for people who are not in the Atlanta market, not around the Falcons, so a lot of national media, how much are they buying into the hype of Atlanta and the Falcons? Um, yeah. It's talked about a lot here. I've been pretty vocal about what I think and how I think they're trending in the right direction. I think there's positive momentum for the first time since maybe 2017. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm not someone to believe, oh, our roster is so good. That's going to manifest itself on the field as we get into season. The NFL doesn't work like that. So I'm curious for people who aren't in tune with what's going on here, what their thought process is and how they view the Falcons. All right. All right. Well, that does it for this edition of Sports Tonight. You can get all of this right here, but also in podcast form for your Atlanta News First Plus. All right. That does it. Join us again next week for Sports Tonight. See you.